You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have uh, Alan Braswell, President and CEO, CEO of MagnaCeutical. Website is M-A-G-N-E-C-E-U-T-I-C-A-L.com. So, Alan, thanks for coming. Hey, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity, Richard. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah. So, tell me, what is a MagnaCeutical? What's the premise of the company? Yeah. So, our, our company name is MagnaCeutical Health. Our, our our website's uh, magnaceutical.com. Uh, but our company is really built around a, an energy-based technology. Uh, we're considered a class one medical device that enhances feelings of relaxation. So we are able to help issues associated with chronic stress, such as inflammation, pain, energy level, digestive problems, and sleep. Okay. So what, what, is the, uh, what does the intervention look like? What does the device do? Yeah. So we have uh, one of the the unique things about our system relative to some other energy-based systems is is we provide a whole body immersion into a, a uniform magnetic field. So to provide a whole body immersion, we have to have a fairly large system. We've got two coils that are approximately seven, seven feet in diameter that you basically sit between and, um, and are immersed in our fields for typically 30 minutes to one hour session. So our system looks very uh, futuristic, kind of looks like a time machine. And um, we often say uh, uh, it is a time machine. We just want you to uh, get in it, try it, and uh, think about a year that you felt better because we're about to take you back there. Okay, but why does it help someone to have them in a magnetic field? What's some of the science behind it? Yeah, yeah. So the science is really based upon kind of bringing balance to the autonomic nervous system. So it's the whole... Uh, addressing the chronic stress situation that, that many people find themselves in and, you know, that exacerbates a lot of the symptoms associated with today's medical diseases and, and conditions. So it's really about stimulation of the vagus nerve uh, and via that stimulation be able to bring balance to the two branches of the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic branch, which is your fight or flight um, branch, and the parasympathetic branch, which is the rest and digest uh, kind of portion of the of the uh, autonomic nerve. But again, how does it work? So the magnetic field, what does it do to your body? It stimulates, it yeah, so it, stim- it stimulates. Fields or yeah, it's, well, you, no, it's, it's magnetic field. So we create, we create the magnetic fields with uh, electrical energy, uh, but the, um, the field that, uh, in, that is the body's immersed in is actually a magnetic field. It's an extremely low-level field, so it's physiologic to the body. Uh, would be the same field strength as those uh, that are uh, emitted by your heart or your brain if, if you had an instrument 
sensitive enough to measure those field strengths. And when we do that uh, and stimulate the vagus nerve, which connects the brain to most of the systems and the organs in the body, um, we're able to bring about a, a balance in the autonomic. So you can actually, uh, the, the biomarker du jour for uh, the balance of the autonomic nervous system is called heart rate variability. So HRV, you know, it's a, a common metric used in uh, many of the trials today uh, regarding um, disease state. And um, it's a measure that we can actually uh, track during our treatment sessions so that we can show you a, a graph of how your HRV has changed during the 30-minute or 60-minute treatment session. Well, how do you expect it to change and what does that mean? So what we expect uh, HRV, uh, actually, we expect HRV to increase. So an increasing heart rate variability uh, capability is uh, it's generally associated with a positive move for your health. And the other two aspects of heart rate variability is going to be measuring the uh, sympathetic tone and the parasympathetic tone associated with the autonomics. And what we typically see in a person who's exhibiting a chronic stress situation is their ratio of sympathetic to parasympathetic tone would be in a, a 4 to 1, 10 to 1, 20 to 1 ratio. That's that's generally not considered a healthy ratio. What we're trying to do uh, from a health standpoint is get somebody to a, a one to one or a two to one ratio. So you're trying to bring those two those two uh, branches of the autonomics into into uh, balance, if you will. So that's what we're able to measure during our 30 or 60 minute session. What, what does that mean there in balance? I mean, the marker for what it said. Does the heart rate variability go up by a certain amount or? How do you know that the two systems are in balance? Or well, you see, you, you see the tone. You see the tone. So the the the, the graph, and you know, unfortunately, uh, this is a podcast, so you can't see the graph on our website. But we can show you a graph that's created uh, measuring heart rate variability, and it's got it's got three lines. So one of the lines is the heart rate variability. The other line is the parasympathetic tone, and the other the third line is the uh, sympathetic tone. So you can watch you can watch the you can watch them change as the magnetic fields change during the hour. Most of our protocols will have between five and fifteen different magnetic field changes during that time frame. So we can actually watch and see how the body responds to a particular magnetic field. So yeah, what have you determined? So you're stimulating the vagus nerve. You're restoring yes. this balance, but are there different programs you have in the magnetic field? You know the how much it goes up or down, and for how long does it pulse, et cetera? And does that do different things to the person? Uh, no. What we what we typically see is if we can get if we can get positive movement in heart rate variability and the balance of the sympathetic and parasympathetic tone, then then you're you're putting the body in a position where the body does its own healing. We're just we're just helping it do that. So depending upon what their issues are. Um, and the big, the big five that we that we generally improve are pain, inflammation, energy level, digestive problems, sleep. So those are kind of the big five. Um, you may have you may have a osteoarthritis, or you may have diabetic peripheral neuropathy. You may have you know any of these chronic pain type conditions. Uh, and what we can do is we can address we can at least address some of the pain that may be related to the stress that's uh, created 
created uh, by your condition and therefore help you feel better. We're not going to treat, again, the osteoarthritis or treat diabetic peripheral neuropathy. We, we can't make that medical claim. Our claim is that we enhance feelings of relaxation. But what that allows us to do is address issues associated with stress, and pain is definitely a, uh, a, a problem related to stress. So people report after what laying in this device and having the treatment for what, like a half hour, an hour, that they feel what more relaxed. So you know, what, what have you heard? From yeah, them? well, they definitely they definitely feel more relaxed. And what we what we typically will ask people to do is is since this is a very natural field strength. It's not a, you know, a high-powered laser or anything that's, that's uh, very powerful. It's physiologic to the body. We look for somebody to get in five to six times over a couple of weeks, and that gives the body plenty of time to start its, its healing process. You know, the way I, I look at it, it's kind of akin to uh, going on a diet. You're, you're not going to be happy if you, if you just eat that salad for lunch and then go weigh yourself on the first day. You're going to have to eat that salad for lunch for a few days, maybe even a couple of weeks, and but you're going to start to see the change that the body makes. So ours is, is very much like that. We want to start the body into a, a uh, addressing the, the balance in your autonomics. And when we do that, we're going to give it time and give it the, 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 the um, capabilities of start doing the, the healing that needs to take place, whether that's issues associated with pain, uh, whether that's issues associated with digestive problems, sleep problems, that type. So, so why you know, do you we do have this, people? Uh, why do you think this is working? What's like the mechanism of action, and why does it help? Well, I think it's pain or other yeah. Things? I think I think the 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 best information we have on that comes from studies that have been done really for the last 20 years out of uh, I'm sorry, 15 years out of the Heart Rhythm Institute at the University of Oklahoma. These guys have taken uh, our, our technology through rat models, through dog models, and we actually just got out of our first human study with, uh, here about a month and a half ago that, uh, that will be part of a presentation done at the American Heart Association uh, this November. Uh, but the, the mechanism of action uh, appears to be that stimulate, stimulating the vagus nerve at the specific parameters that we've been using uh, allows us to decrease um, uh, some of the inflammatory markers that you see in the uh, in the bloodstream, so we're able to see a reduction in uh, in the inflammatory markers, uh, reduction in cortisol, um, and we're able to see a balance that that heart rate variability uh, metric I was talking about. I was really introduced to that concept uh, about three years ago from the uh, from the scientists and the doctors and doing the studies at the Heart Rhythm Institute. They're the ones who suggested that it looked like we were, you know, modulating the autonomic nervous system and that uh, very interesting for them because the particular um, heart issue that they deal with is atrial fibrillation. And atrial fibrillation is a hyperactive sympathetic syndrome. So that's a, a, a basket of diseases that, that that have a, a high sympathetic tone. This, this terminology is something that, that they shared with us. So they said, if I were you, I would go out and develop an ability to track this this uh, capability with HRV because if you do in fact show that, then that's something that's very exciting and something that would be very important to our to our uh, customers. So so anyway, the, the, the upshot of their uh, research here in this last study was that they found they found that they were able to that 
number one, there was lower levels of uh, inflammatory markers in the treated group versus the placebo group, and that um, they were able to uh, reduce the duration of, of, of AFib uh, by a statistically significant factor um, during the uh, surgery. Uh, it's, it's an interesting surgery and presents an interesting clinical op opportunity for us to do research okay. because... Quick, quick, quick question. Did, was this used during surgery or before or after? In the example it was, you're it was, yeah, it was used during surgery. So I was about to say AFib is an interesting one to study because the surgery itself, they induce AFib. So as part of the process of identifying the the nerves that are firing and creating the uh, the uh, the atrial fibrillation, they induce AFib into the patients, right? So it presents a particularly interesting opportunity for us because while they're doing the uh, the, uh, the induction of uh, AFib and they and they do that by uh, basically hooking up uh, some electrical energy to the heart and putting the heart into uh, its its AFib condition. Um, when they're doing that, they have the uh, obviously the their groups of their control group and their uh, their active group treatment group, and they can see how long people stay in AFib during this process. And the difference between the control group and the um, active group was sign uh, statistically significant. Something very exciting for us. How does this relate to uh, people? I don't know, getting an MRI or a CAT scan. Yeah, so exposed to. Uh, High electrical and/or magnetic fields. I mean, is there any crossover knowledge to be gained from those things? Well, I I I don't know a whole lot about the MRI, you know, uh, system itself, other than it's approximately a trillion times stronger than the fields we're using. So literally, you know, twelve zeros uh, is the difference between our system and an MRI. Obviously, there's um, there's uh, a totally different product that you're that you're getting from an MRI it's it's creating it's creating an image of the body a very accurate image of the body um versus what we're attempting to do so there's not a lot that we've learned from the MRI although although when uh you know it's a I believe the MRI machine is a class 2 medical device puts it at a slightly higher risk than than class 1 medical device but but still not a, a class 3 device how about the um, the Earth magnet? Yeah, What's that in relation to the uh, field that yeah, you're exposed to. Yeah, that's that's a good question. So the Earth's magnetic field is about 10 million times stronger than the the magnetic fields that would be coming from your body. So most of the other magnetic therapy systems that would be out in in commercial practice, you know, now are either at the Earth's magnetic field, the geomagnetic field, or or they're running up into the you know low MRI fields where there's uh, you know 10,000 gauss, 30,000 gauss, 40,000 gauss strength, which is a very very powerful magnet. The Earth's magnetic field is a half a gauss. It averages half a gauss. The the magnets on your refrigerator at home you know probably average 50 to 200 gauss. A fairly weak magnet. Um, huh. But at a half but at a half a gauss, your body is actually you know, creating magnetic fields that are 10 to the minus 8 gauss, well below, you know, to the tune of 10 million times below the Earth's magnetic field. So if your body's creating fields in the order of 10 to the negative 8, what is the field strength of your device? Yes, that's exactly what our device is. Okay, exactly. so same, and, and, about the same order of magnitude as what the body produces now. Exactly, exactly. So what we've done, you know, Dr. Jacobson and his 
theory on how this process works is he's really he's really you know believes that the all we are is organized energy and the at the very basic level at the very smallest level right it's not about cells and molecules it's about atoms that's that's where dr jacobson kind of theory comes in so he creates he creates magnetic field strengths that he believes would be approximately the same field strength uh, as a particular target that he might be after. So, you know, you have you have different targets, different molecules, different uh, uh, opportunities uh, that exist for particular um, disease states or problems. And he thinks that if he can imbue the body with a, a magnetic field that that uh, addresses the target he's after, then he can start he can start having a positive influence on on that target's ability to communicate with the rest of the body. Well, if you induce uh, magnetic fields, that would induce you know whatever corresponding electric field in the body. So if it's That's the same true. order of magnitude, it should yep. induce uh, electric fields in the body of equal strength to what the body is inducing already. So I would yep. guess that would amplify what you know, processes that are going on, or or dampen processes that are going on, depending on how you apply them. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think that's I think that's some of the stuff that's yet to be uh, you know discovered as far as uh, our ability to to see exactly what's happening in a very very tiny uh, particles of our of our uh, of our body. Um, but that's that's certainly some of the theory that uh, that Dr. Jacobson has laid laid as a foundation. So is this applied to the entire body or just selectively to parts, you know, the head? No, it's the, the it's the entire nope, it's the entire body. Our system allows you to you sit back in a very comfortable uh, orthopedic recliner and most everybody takes a big nap. That's that's of course what happens when you increase parasympathetic tone. Uh, we are at our most parasympathetic state when we're in deep sleep. So um, uh, our treatment sessions often end up being, it's a 60-minute treatment session, it ends up being a 55-minute nap. Hmm. Okay. So what are, what are the effects that people report when they're in the chair versus that night or a week later? Like, what are the short and long-term effects that people are telling you they're having? Yeah. So, I mean, we we address, we address you know, pain, pain is probably the easiest, most discernible, um, you know, issue that's addressed. So, you know, folks, folks uh, will report uh, 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 you, if you come in uh, in an acute situation, you know, a pain that's created just because I, I hurt my back or I, I had a bicycle injury or a, or a, or a sports injury. Uh, if they come in and, and get an hour of treatment session, we can we can usually reduce their pain level by 50 percent, by 75 percent if they uh, if they want to come back. You know, in that five to six times, we're going to make, we're going to get, we're going to get that at a hundred percent for, for acute issues. For more chronic conditions, more, you know, pain issues associated with more chronic conditions that are uh, a lot of times lifestyle issues, osteoarthritis, diabetic peripheral neuropathy, that type of thing. We can see significant pain reductions in that, uh, in that, uh, five to six treatment session time over a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see we'll see significant reduction in, in in that, and they'll report typically a lot less usage of of painkillers or or uh, aspirin or any in, Tylenol, whatever they're using to try and 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 help with the pain. They'll report using less of it. So that's one of the 
one of the key areas for our for our technology. Why not um, increase the field strength and try to apply it locally to a part of the body and see what well, happens there? Why? Yeah, was it just I think too much that, to experiment on, or what? No, well, I th well certainly part of it is uh, you know we're a small company, so limited resources. We can't begin to test all the uh, all the real opportunities. Uh, we just don't have the resources, so we we kind of take what we're given right now. I will tell you though that we. We can see application of a smaller system for particular areas, but we would not we would not be increasing field strength. You know, it's the key to our effect is that we are physiologic to the body, so the body recognizes the the the, the field that that we're putting it in. It, it 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 speaks that language. If we just if we just put in more powerful fields, there's there's more powerful fields all around us. My my cell phone is is you know orders of magnitude stronger, creating a magnetic field that's orders of magnitude stronger than than the fields we create. My computer that I'm in front of right now and the and the two LCD screens that I'm looking at are you know infinitely stronger the magnetic fields that we create. But it's the key is you create a field that's physiologic to the body that the body recognizes. Well, I, I would figure that you know you guys have studied the electric fields that the body creates. I don't know. Is there any pattern in them that is discernible beyond, let's say, just the heart beating and it correlating with that? I mean, have you looked at diurnally, day and night, or you know, longitudinally, is someone over a period of time or in different conditions, stress, not stress, learning, sleeping, talking? Has anyone studied that you know the um, you know the electric fields produced and the corresponding magnetic fields produced in the body to see what it's doing, and then maybe the therapy would uh, evolve or become different. Yeah, and it and it may very well. I think. I mean, I think you raise some good points. That there's a, there's just a ton. You know, energy energy medicine is really you know in its infancy right now. And so whether it's electrical or cryo or thermal or laser or sound or magnetic, you know, it's just it's it's actually just just at its infancy. So there's tons and tons of questions out there that that we don't have answers to. And like I said before, I, we've got an, a number of years of research at universities. You know, we go from uh, University of South Florida, University of Colorado, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, Cornell. We've done wound healing studies, neuropathy, arthritis studies, Parkinson studies. We've done a, a lot of studies, but we, but we haven't we haven't done any of the studies that you that you just asked about. So trying to equate the electrical field uh, and some of the other uh, some of the other things that uh, would be interesting to know the answers to, but we just don't we don't have the time or the money to go to go get those answers. There may yeah, be well, there I mean, may be others there may be others in the energy space who who have done some of that work. You've got obviously you've got folks with uh, magnetic uh, therapy devices that are stronger than ours, almost all of them are, um, and they have done research on, on their uh, on their side, on their technology um, that demonstrates the, the mechanism of action. And uh, typically it's going to be a different mechanism than what we're, what we're, uh, is, I mean, is, <clears throat> I would think this field is very small or, you know, just about non-existent. I mean, are there a lot of companies studying what you guys are studying or is it pretty rare that you're in a space like a blue ocean where not many? Well, I think, I think, you know, compared to uh, a lot of areas, there, there are very few players in a space. 
right? It's, it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to be in, you know. And a, a new therapy, a new uh, a potential medical device and technology, it's uh, going up against uh, pharmaceutical industry and the and the large medical device companies. Obviously, have vested interests in different technologies and different approaches. Um, so there are there are there are not that many of us out here. We, I yeah. guess we uh, um, we uh, we underscore the uh, the definition of a pioneer, right? We we just want to make sure we don't end up on the uh, on the side of the trail with an arrow in our back. Yeah, I was gonna make a ridiculous joke or magnets in your back. Right, right. With <laughs> <laughs> rare earth arrows in your back. Um, right. Well, in talking about that, I mean, do you get tons of skeptic skepticism? Um, from- oh, sure, we do. Absolutely. You know, what's that, what's that like? Has it been like really bad or what? No, no. Well, you know what it is, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting is, you know, when I started out in this space, um, 2005, uh, I learned an important lesson and I actually heard it on a podcast. A guy was talking about selling and he said, he said, make sure that when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to sell them something that they believe the same things you, and if they don't believe the same things you do, stop selling. You're wasting your time and you're wasting. And and I had been, you know, at this thing for the first three or four years, and I was talking to every doctor I knew about our technology, its research, how to do it, blah blah blah, and and I wasn't getting very far. And then I heard this guy on this podcast say what he said, and, and so the first thing you have to do is figure out, well, what is it you believe? What is it that underscores your your, your reason for for being here? And we felt that we could improve health without another drug shot or surgery. Not instead of, not not that we need to do away with our drugs, shots, and surgeries. It's just that we got plenty of them, but we need some other tools in the tool in the bag to help improve health. So that's what we believe. We believe that we can improve health without another drug, shot, or surgery. And so I started talking to people and I started looking for people who believe the same thing I did, right? That there is a way to improve your health without without those the big three. And so we we really cornered in on the chiropractic space, physical therapy space, um, alternative medicine, functional medicine space, you know, people who were more interested in getting out in front of disease through wellness practices and principles rather than wait till the disease, you know, enveloped your body and, and made it really, really difficult to uh, get better. And so and so it's been a great ride here the last five years because this end of the business is just blowing up. You know, when you look at the, let's pick pick one issue, you look at the opioid issues, right, that have come about. All of the problems created by these FDA approved, legally dispensable drugs that have just done a horrendous job in impacting the health of our nation and many people around the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we can we can help address some of those problems, not all of those, but we can help address some of those problems with this natural physiologic, you know, one hour nap therapy that that may very well, you know, be the key to taking your pain level from wherever it is to wherever you want it to be. Um, and the, what, key is, what do you say the key is uh, trying it. Hour, yeah, why do you say it's a one hour nap? Is it so relaxing that people would pass out when they when they're in it, or it's just yeah they have yeah nothing yeah. To that, do. No, well, uh, you know, it may be boredom. It may it may be that I'm chirping in their ear for the first five minutes, and man, if you listen to my voice for more than five minutes, you can go to sleep, right. So it's as I said before, most people will go to sleep during the treatment session. 
And that's primarily because I have them in a very comfortable position and we're bringing balance to the autonomic nervous system. We're helping reduce the uh, sympathetic state, the sympathetic tone, and we're helping improve the parasympathetic tone. And when you do that, you go to sleep. <laughs> do people want to like text on their phone while they're sitting in the chair? Or is that well, they do, but we like to, we like to take, we like to take, you know, again, the phone is, is, is orders of magnitude, larger magnetic field than what we're creating. So what we like to do is take their phone from them, put it, put it on a table nearby or a desk nearby, and we let them, we want them to relax. We want them to lay back, listen to their body. Sometimes, uh, you know, they'll feel a tickle, tingle, a warmth in a particular area, and that, and that may change during the process because the magnetic fields change. Yeah, and I guess if you think about it, people are exposed and exposing themselves to tremendous electrical fields all the time. All the time. And God, God knows what in their body. So uh, shouldn't be so far-fetched. But I guess maybe that the perception would be like, well, you know, I'm exposed to all these electrical fields all the time and it doesn't seem to be doing anything to me. So why would this work, especially because the, the field strength is so much lower? But, well, uh, you know what? That's, a, that's an excellent, that is an excellent question. And we actually do get that. Well, gosh, you know, how does it do anything if I'm, you know, getting exposed to these things that are that much more powerful and, and all of that? And, and now I'm going to take you back to our, our AFib study. And, and this existed in in, in dogs, a, a graph in dogs. And, and but just like the um, just like uh, in the human study that I mentioned that just got finished last month, right? In a, in the predecessor study, the foundational studies, they put the dogs under uh, anesthesia. They put the they they started inducing um, AFib into the dogs. They started raising the, the uh, the AFib inducibility, it's called the window of vulnerability. But anyway, they they started this electrical pacing to take the heart basically out of sinus rhythm. And they show uh, over three hours, they, you know, take it from X to, to 10X. And, and at 10X, you're in this... Uh, in this asynchronous rhythm uh, status that they then, with the with the dog still being um, charged, they move the whole thing between our coils and they watch the window of vulnerability come back to baseline three hours later. So what this showed was that in spite of a, a very powerful electrical field being applied to the heart that took these dogs out of their sinus rhythm, over a three-hour period, that they were able to, with the charge still going, with the electrical charge still going, they were able to, three hours later, reduce them back to baseline uh, using this very tiny, very small physiologic magnetic field. So, so I actually have evidence that shows you we can do things to the body in spite of all these powerful non-physiologic fields that works. No, yeah. Um, okay. So what's the, um, what's the future of this, uh, of this treatment? Where's it going to go from here? Well, uh, we're a, uh, we're an internet enabled system. So what that means right now is for us is, is I track, uh, first of all, our systems don't work unless you're connected to our website, right? So, um, being internet enabled. So I see every treatment session that goes on. I know when you got on, when you got off. I know what treatment session you used. I know what you think you had, you know, going in, uh, osteoarthritis of the knee. And I know uh, what what uh, treatment sessions we were able to put you in. So in the 
not available currently, but what we see in the future is I'm able to take this and start, start, you know, after a million treatment sessions, after 10 million treatment sessions, we're starting to able to use this and do some data mining, do some analytics, do some stuff that requires a whole lot smarter people than myself. And we're able to see and correlate how people benefit from particular fields and we can start manipulating those fields. We can start then taking that data and start making it quicker and easier and better for people to find relief, right? By mm. co correlating improvement. And if we can start getting people using HRV, because that's a, a very, that's a, that's a beautiful result uh, from a, from a, a treatment session and, and start getting that information across many, many, many treatment sessions, then we can do, we can do the same thing. So I think we have a, a beautiful opportunity to have a wonderful database of how bodies responded both subjectively, objective to particular magnetic field exposures. Um, and I think that's a, I think that's a key, key area that we're excited about. Okay. Um, well, very good. Well, what's the, what's the best way for people to find a uh, treatment center? I don't know how many there are or where they are, but how do they yeah, get so, how do they get yeah, so out? so we've got on our on our on our site magnaceutical.com. We've got a map of clinics, so we've got about 150 clinics across the U.S. and Canada. And um and uh, when you when you find that clinic that's closest to you, we've actually got a free session coupon available so that you can you can download it. And, Take it into the doctor, and and typically he's going to honor uh, a free session, and tell you a bit about the technology, and uh, get you in for uh, for a try. Um, that's the easiest thing to do. If you have a problem with finding somebody in your area, you can contact us, and we have uh, we have opportunities that uh, that uh, you know, depending upon the situation and the condition, we can uh, potentially look at uh, you know, two week or or one month leases that people can uh, can try. So if you have an interest, we can uh, we can help you out. The key is 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 to try it. It, it you know the worst the worst that happens is you wasted a little time, you wasted a little money. Uh, the best is you found something that doesn't involve a drug shot or surgery, and it helps you feel a whole lot better with an issue you've been dealing with for years. Well, very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Well, I appreciate your uh, your questions, Richard. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.